Welcome to the Building the Elite Podcast, where we discuss the physical, mental, and emotional aspects of human performance within military special operations by looking at the principles that can help anyone thrive in chaotic and challenging environments. This is Craig from Building the Elite. Aside from segmenting, a common mental feature in successful soft candidates is that it's not just about them. When they reflect on their reasons for being there and suffering for the sake of a long-term goal, their thoughts often go to other people in their lives. A mentor of mine years ago on what got him through selection told me, all I thought about was that I was going to have to face my family when it was over and I could never face them or live with myself if I quit. One of our clients recently finished CQT and is now at a SEAL team and we asked him the same question. What did he think about during the worst moments of Buds? He said, When things got tough, I thought of friends and family, and probably an uncomfortable amount about you. You, in this case, was us, his coaches. Another client of ours, who is just about to graduate a difficult course, said, I'd hate to tell my dad about my day and let him know that I fucking fell out. Putting that kind of pressure on yourself to not let someone else down makes it easier to take that extra step. Special operations units depend on both strong individual execution, meaning specific tasks by a single person, as well as strong teamwork and interpersonal communication. While people may start out learning skills on their own, they almost never work alone. Thus, military forces have put a lot of time and energy into exploring what makes good teams and good prospective team members. What they have found also demonstrates many of the factors that create social support and socially supportive and supported people in general. These factors include values such as a team or collective orientation. This means people who like working with others and who look to improve their individual power or performance by collaborating. It's also a sense of collective competence. In other words, as a team, we feel that we are stronger and better together and we are able to do valuable things. It's also psychological safety. In other words, it's okay to have ideas or take risks within this team and that people will accept me. It's also a team learning orientation, which is people who look to learn, grow, and develop their skills together. It's also team cohesion, This is when team members exhibit interpersonal attachments, group pride, and commitment to the task. Another factor is mutual trust. This is the shared belief that team members will perform their roles and protect the interests of their teammates. Another factor yet is team reward attitude, or the idea that together we win. And then a final one is a team goal commitment. This refers to the sense that we are all pursuing the same or at least related goals. This is why soft selection courses focus so much on team-based events and interpersonal dynamics. People are only strong as individuals if they make their team stronger. This is Jonathan from BTE. This mental shift in each of these examples helps to create self-distance perspective digging. This means that you create some separation between your immediate in-the-moment impulses and your sense of self. You step back and see the bigger picture. Your perspective becomes more like 
if you are giving advice to a good friend when deciding what to do during a difficult moment. This change in perspective helps to keep you focused on long-term goals rather than reactive, short-term logic. This leads to better decision-making and a higher likelihood of doing things that you feel good about for the rest of your life, not just the amount of time it takes to get warm and dry, catch up on sleep, or have a hot meal. The importance of thinking about others has been well-known since at least World War II, when a researcher named S.L.A. Marshall conducted a survey of infantrymen. The results at the time were so surprising that they caused a major shift in research efforts during the war. What Marshall and his team found was that when soldiers described what helped them to remain engaged and effective in combat, it had nothing to do with the recruiting posters. Most people weren't doing it out of a sense of patriotism or other high-minded moral value. Instead, their motivations mostly centered around small networks of very close friends. When the researchers asked the soldiers what helped a lot when the going was tough, the most important factor was thinking that you couldn't let the other men down. Two things that had surprisingly little effect were thoughts of hatred for the enemy and thinking of the meaning of what they were fighting for. This finding has held true for decades. When bullets are flying, the world narrows down quite a bit. The strongest motivator for most people becomes their close friends to their left and right. You fight for the person fighting next to you. Whether it's in the factors that help you make it through soft selection or the motivational drivers that keep you going through a tough deployment, remember that it's not about you. People are strongest and most capable when they're part of a strong team, a strong family, or a strong circle of friends. Pay attention to the people around you and how you relate to one another. That's it for today. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure and subscribe to the Building the Elite podcast on whatever player or podcast host you prefer. You can find us at buildingtheelite.com where you can learn more or let us know what topics you'd like to hear about in upcoming episodes. We'll see you next time.